This is the Wicked Tasty Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Burkhardt. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Freddie Sarkis, co-owner and chief cocktail officer of Liquor Lab and the Dollar Cocktail Club. Liquor Lab is disrupting the experience industry in New York City and Nashville by providing guests an opportunity to be their own bartenders. The company is growing quickly and looking to bring the unique experience to other cities across the U.S. in 2020. Freddie, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. My girlfriend, Michelle, and I, we sat through one of the, the cocktail and country theme classes a couple of weeks ago, and it was such a fabulous experience. You had some local guests here in the Nashville studio in to perform some of their original music. It was just a really fun time to come in, learn how to make some cocktails, some stuff that we've never made before. Um, we're big bourbon fans as well, so it was cool to get to see it in, in some different ways that aren't just the Manhattan. That's sort of my, my go-to drinks. For, some of the audience knows that, or our followers on Instagram know that, but... Uh, I teed it up for you in the beginning, what Liquor Lab is and what Dollar Cocktail Club is, but why don't you go ahead and give the audience the elevator pitch of, of what the companies are and share it share with us. Absolutely. I mean, you kind of knocked it out of the park. Plus, I enjoy the idea of being a disruptor. <laughs> Sounds kind of Star Trek-y. Um, what, what we do here is uh, it's an innovative cocktail space where we allow people an interactive experience, which is a really wordy way to say we have a cooking class, but instead of serving food, we're serving alcohol. People come in and learn how to make a couple cocktails that they can then take home and remake if they want to host parties, host friends. But it's in a really fun environment where we give everyone a chance to have a break between each drink, and it's a social activity as Mm -hmm. well. It's not like you're in a classroom and you're going to get bored to death. Uh, With Dollar Cocktail Club, we've taken it a step further and allowed you to have a chance to take that experience home with you. It's all of the non-alcoholic ingredients you need to make 12 different cocktails either delivered to your house on subscription or you can pick them up at Liquor Lab or on Amazon.com. If you go to uh, dollarcocktailclub.com, that's where you would sign up for the subscription. And we have several different types of kits to do. You just pair it with your favorite bottle of booze and you're ready to go. It's like a party in a box. So you have a couple really interesting business models, some business models that a lot of entrepreneurs are going after today. So one, the experience industry, allowing people to actually get immersed in something. And in this case, it's designing and building cocktails. And then also the subscription box industry. I want to hit on those in a little bit, but before we do that, I want to take another step back. And I know Liquor Lab is originally from New York City. Can you talk a little bit about the background of the company, when you all were founded, who's part of the team, Absolutely. your experience? So uh, Owen Meyer is our, uh, our founder and our president. He started the company with an idea out of Chicago, actually. He was working for Jim Beam, and he didn't like the way that they were doing tastings and samplings. He found that to be a little uh, stifling. Uh, and kind of the same thing just over and over again. So in order to make those more dynamic, he came up with the idea of using cocktails to do it. Then him and I partnered together. We did some pop-up events together in New York City. Uh, and that's when he then decided to open up the liquor lab up there, found a location. We brought on uh, Carlos and Jeff to help us out with some more logistical stuff later on. And when, when was this? How long ago was this? Oh, sure. No problem. So we started doing pop-ups in New York in 2016. Uh, And then in late 2017, we actually opened up the Liquor Lab. At that point, Carlos had joined the team uh, and was helping us out a lot, kind of boots on the ground, as well as some some guerrilla marketing and some other stuff. He's just a great guy to have around. He really helps us with a lot of what we have operationally. Uh, Since then, we've expanded the team to six people now. Uh, We have our, our team still in New York. Uh, that's helping us with web design and, and with everything else. And then down here, our vice president, who came on the company last year in October, um, he's come down here to help us with with uh, getting this location up and off the ground. Uh, and then I'm the chief cocktail officer, which is the, I get the fun job. I get to make all the <laughs> drinks 
and design the classes, as well as reach out and partner with different liquor brands and find different ways to bring this experience home to people, whether it's here in our classes or some of the expanded things we're doing, like our little private studio area we're building in the back here in Nashville. It's going to be more of a members club where we'll have host different styles of events and pop-ups throughout, throughout the year, probably once a month or so, uh, as well as kind of other special events like our big event we're having on Halloween this year. I'm really excited about the Halloween event. So you guys are going to be you know, serving really cool cocktails. You're going to be having a whole bunch of food from some of the, our favorite food places around town. Can you just share a little bit more about what that event's going to be? Yeah, it's basically like a really, really small, intimate, well-curated food and wine festival. Instead of doing it in a larger space and, and having a huge ask of everyone to show up, it's a lot more casual. It's a lot more liquor lab. It's going to be easygoing uh, and a lot of fun. We're going to rearrange the rooms, set up tables and booths, and have different people coming in to sample different spirits as well as different samples of cocktails from local bartenders that are designed. Have different local food partners here, maybe a little live music, maybe a couple other surprises. Nice. And on the liquor side, is is this going to be something where people are coming in to make their own cocktails or are they just going to get to experience some stuff from some great bartenders and mixologists? That'll be just more of a chance for people to come and experience things that we've curated rather than coming in to have a whole sit-down experience. So it's much lower impact. You can kind of come and go as you please. Uh, again, party on Halloween, not a Halloween party. Okay, party. At, so, should guests come in costume? Uh, I would personally never discourage anyone from wearing a costume any time of year, but we're <laughs> encouraging people to come out in uh, in cocktail attire. Cocktail attire. Okay, perfect. So, you got your start with Liquor Lab from the beginning. You've been sort of one of the the founding brains behind the company. It was honestly, it was all Owen. Owen is the one who really kind of put the whole idea together. And then he brought me on to ideate the, uh, the beverage portion of it and then continue to expand the model. Okay, so what's your background? You're, you have a background in hospitality and in bartending? Uh, yeah, I have a background in hospitality and bartending. I, uh, I opened up several bars in Chicago, uh, which is where I spent the most of my time. It's actually, like I said, where Owen started as well. But I also have an, uh, some involvement with some bars in New York City, some, some bars in different consulting jobs I've done around the country. Uh, I also worked for a major brand for Pernod Ricard for a while within mm-hmm. the U.S. and kind of covered the central division for them. So I've had several different roles within the beverage and hospitality industry. And now I want to ask you about cocktails. You made some awesome cocktails for us when we were here in class and you put together a really fun menu. What's your preference in, in cocktails? Are you a whiskey guy? Are you a... Vodka guy, rum guy, tequila guy. Uh, to borrow a saying from a friend, I, I eat my mood and I drink my feelings. <laughs> so uh, that's the other way around, right? I eat my feelings and I drink my mood. There it is. Um, and that that's tends to be, I, I like well-made cocktails. It doesn't particularly matter which one. My very personal preference, I'm a huge American whiskey fan. I've, I've, I've been a big, big fan of bourbon whiskey from back when I couldn't give Pappy Van Winkles away to people. Uh, and now I regret that. Um, but yeah there's nothing I really kind of as long as it's well made as long as it's well balanced I don't mind because it really matters I'm a I love Manhattans like you were saying it's Mm -hmm. probably my go-to drink um, except that on a hot blustery day it might not be something I'm I'm feeling I might want something a little more refreshing or after two it might be a good idea to switch to something a little lower (laughs) impact a little lower ABV Uh, the Boulevardier is actually probably my favorite cocktail right now well, not a Manhattan. It's kind of in that same world. That's just kind of swapping a little bit less, but a little bit less vermouth and adding in a little bit Campari. It's a two-one-one ratio. Two, so one, instead one. of doing a two-one, 
okay. of, of whiskey to vermouth, you're doing a two on one. So like instead of doing two ounces and one ounce, you do an ounce and a half and then a three quarter ounce and a three quarter ounce. Yep. So, so you're actually, yeah, you're reducing the vermouth a little bit, but you're, but you're adding a whole new spirit. So you're also reducing the bourbon a little bit. Um, it's interesting. And then what you could do is, if, is, is play outside of your comfort zone. If you're really a big fan of Woodford, they have a couple different great expressions. The double oak is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a rye that's fantastic. Um, same thing with the vermouth. Carpano makes a wonderful dry vermouth. You could blend those two together to dry out your drink a little bit more and, and throw a little more spice in there. Okay. Or go with something with a little less vanilla in it, like uh, Cauchy Torino is a wonderful vermouth as well. And that's just all in that one little world of Manhattan, right? Mm-hmm. Stirred brown drink. Um, I think we made, did we make a little old-fashioned variation in our class we, too? We did make an old-fashioned variation, yes. One of my favorite things to do here at Liquor Lab is, and something we focus on a lot with those cocktails, when we do those little variants, uh, I think we use a little sweet tea mm-hmm. for that country, right? Yep. But at the end of the day, we still want it to be very much an old-fashioned, not a sweet tea cocktail with whiskey if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So just those little, like said, subtle accents and stuff and showing people this is things you can do at home in your kitchen. You don't have to be as nerdy as I was going on about a couple of minutes ago, which I, looking back, I, you should probably cut. Uh, <laughs> um, about how many, you know, we used to count drops of bitters that go into different Sazeracs and stuff. That's fun to do on a professional level, but I wouldn't do that at home when I'm entertaining. Even back then, when I was entertaining at home, I'd make a punch. I'd make a picture of Manhattan's, something simple, easy, put it out. And that's also really, that's a lot of the impetus for Dollar Cocktail Club, too. Mm-hmm. I got really tired of bartending at my own parties. <laughs> and I used to host fairly often. And so I was thinking at the time, I wish there was a way for me to do this without having to make a trip to the grocery store to buy $50 worth of ingredients just to make a couple of margaritas. Yeah, can you expand on that? So when you order a box through Dollar Cocktail Club or if you're at the Liquor Lab Experience and you pick one up on your way out, what do you get in the box and how much, how many cocktails does that make? And then also if you do the subscription service, how frequently are you getting a new box? Absolutely. So the subscription service, we set it up for the first Thursday of every month. So you're ready to go for the weekend. Yep. Uh, and then the kits themselves are stable for up to two years. So you can hang on to it for significantly longer if you'd like. Uh, what you get is enough of the non-alcoholic prep to be able to make 12 cocktails when paired with your favorite 750 of booze, which is generally how we buy liquor in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally how I buy liquor. I suppose you can buy it in smaller amounts, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not my habit. Uh, absolutely. And then so, for example, if you got a margarita kit, you would get this really awesome, we found this amazing high-quality uh, lime juice that's organic, fresh-pressed, cold, then freeze-crystallized. So you just add a little bit of water to rehydrate it. Um, and then I, it's gone through all my tests, including like a Brix reader and a pH reader and everything else. And it, it stands up to, to any type of juice you're going to make short of squeezing fresh um, within the first couple hours. After three hours, our juice is as good or better than fresh juices are. I don't think people realize how fast fresh lime juice oxidizes. It's kind of crazy. Uh, like you can't keep it in your fridge for, for more than 12 hours. After 12 hours, you should just use it for ceviche marinade. Like, I don't recommend drinking it. So uh, if you're making a cocktail at home, don't go to the grocery store and buy, like, one of those, like, fake lime juice things. Actually yeah, juice so the lime Yeah, so the yourself. thing that makes me crazy is when it says real lime, it's not actually real. <laughs> it's not real lime. I feel like if it was real lime, they wouldn't put that on the bottle. <laughs> they wouldn't use the word real. Uh, it's, yeah, like natural flavor is code for artificial flavor. Um, so yeah, I don't recommend that at all. I recommend either squeezing fresh juice if you can, or honestly, I'd recommend using the stuff we're using because 
um, again, it goes to the high pressure process. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not pasteurized. When you pasteurize the juice, you lose your mineral content uh, and your, your uh, essential oils. And ultimately, you de degrade the pH and the, uh, the bricks level of your juice. And it ends up tasting kind of bitter and pithy. And it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't work. It doesn't pop as much. Uh, and again, that's if you go to the store and buy the lime, take out the amount of time it takes to actually squeeze them as well as, as you know, the mess it makes. It's so much easier just to be able to pour a little bit of cold water in a bottle and shake. Definitely squeeze your own limes if, if you have the ability. Or like you said, um, the dehydrated stuff that you guys put in the box works as, works as well. And is that something that you can like go onto the Liquor Lab website or the Dollar Cocktail Club website and just like buy that dehydrated stuff? Do you guys Not make that available? currently. Currently, we're just selling it in the kits. Okay. Uh, but I mean, again, if you like, if you look at the Manhattan kit, there's no citrus juices in there. Uh -huh. Instead, we've we've partnered with uh, with some really high-end uh, uh, cocktail cherries, and then we have our own blend of bitters that's made for us by some friends of mine out of Milwaukee. Uh, some coasters, some instructions, some other stuff. Just an ounce of bitters and a little jar of, of cherries. I'm sure you know if you drink Manhattan's, mm -hmm. it's going to cost you double what the kit costs. Yeah, Can you talk a little bit about the actual business behind the Dollar Cocktail Club. Like, who do you find? being your customers is it mostly people that you're that are coming into the class first and then sort of using the dollar cocktail club as an extension to retain those customers and continue getting them invested in the liquor lab brand or is it folks that are just discovering you on the internet do you have any insight into like it's kind of that? an on all three we've got a great uh, a great set of local partners in different states right now that are doing things in liquor stores where they're they're co-merchandising with with different stuff so that's that's been wonderful for us if they have a if you're buying a gift for somebody and you see a stack of margarita kits next to a tequila stand or a stack of mm -hmm. old-fashioned kits next to a woodford reserve stand then it's it's such an easy gift to go to yep that's been awesome for us again we've got people that are independently discovering us either on amazon or just through word of mouth marketing uh, but very much so right now the uh, the people who come to liquor lab and like i said they, they get to experience it firsthand mm -hmm. And then we talk about the kits really quickly, and we don't have to, we just tell them they exist, and people immediately come up with their own ideas, like, oh, this would be great for a barbecue, this would be an amazing gift, I'm going to buy a subscription for my husband who's into cocktails, or whatever it is. Yeah. I just think that the subscription model is, is a great model, but it could be a very tricky model to get people initially invested in like there's so many different subscription services once people get subscribed to a service they most likely don't cancel because it's just a pain in the ass to to cancel a subscription service but i just imagine that there's challenges kind of in setting the initial hook and, and getting them with any new business there's always challenges like that we had uh, we had that same thing happen in new york when we opened up the lab it took a while to get people to start coming in but now we're booked out months ahead of time in fact we regularly have we have plenty of things on the books already for 2020. Wow. And then how about here in Nashville? This is a relatively new location. You guys have only been open for a couple months at yeah. the most? Two, two and a half months or so. And uh, it's we have to remind ourselves that's the case because if we have one slow afternoon, not even a slow day, we're like, oh, what happened? What are we doing wrong? And we're like, oh, we've only been here for two months. People are still finding out about us and we're already uh, we're on track to, to do a significant increase over the business we do in New York City. That's insane. Is it just because the space is bigger here than it is in New York, or that um, it's a destination it's a city, or combination of all of those things? The the space is is certainly larger, and then the the it's a destination city where people are coming to vacation specifically, mm -hmm. and pretty much to drink. Uh, One thing to make clear um, for the listeners: this isn't a come and get 
hammered type of experience. This is for people who actually enjoy cocktails and you want to sip on something nice, but you, the expectation isn't to come here and get drunk and then go out to Broadway and continue the, the party, right? That's actually one of the advantages we have is that we know, everyone knows when they arrive how much they're going to have. It's either a three or four drink class. We pre-measure everything. Uh, everything is set up so that we make sure we're in a safe and fun environment. You're going to be able to learn something if you want to. If you want to just make some cocktails and have a good time and relax, you can certainly do that as well. We always partner with local food vendors. Uh, and you mentioned local musicians earlier. We mm -hmm. want to try to keep as local as possible, uh, both here in Nashville as well as within New York, as well as Denver, which we're about to open in early, the early, uh, early months of 2020. Uh, it'll be the same thing. Well, congrats on Denver, because when we came in for the class, you had mentioned that you were looking at other cities, but I don't think anything was, was finalized. So Denver is actually happening. We can air that on the podcast. I, I'll triple check. Okay. <laughs> yes. We've been, talk, we've been telling everybody about it, so yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Denver's, Denver is happening. That's a thing. I don't, we, we've also, we're looking at other markets as well. Uh, we're not going to open. I mean, we'll be opening several locations in 2020. It'll be great. If any of the listeners have any cloning technology they want to lend us, I'd be more than happy to make use of it. We can do a trade. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I know you moved down here from New York, right, when you guys opened up the Nashville location. Are you going to be moving out to Denver? How, how hard is it to keep that culture and to make sure things are running smoothly now that you're going to have not only two locations but a third one on the other side of the country? I mean, we're really lucky. The, uh, the craft bartending world has been amazing. It's incredible. It's absolutely fantastic. The network is amazing, and that's the most exciting thing for me, watching my industry grow. And we're able to tap into that network, so we're able to find amazing local bartenders in different markets. That's how we got our team in New York City. We have uh, Dev Johnson, who's one of the principal bartenders of Employees Only, which is arguably one of the most famous bars in the craft world, period. Mm -hmm. uh, Candace Coy, who used to run Employees Only in Miami and who now is at the Broken Shaker. Uh, we've got um, Anthony Baker, I think, is joining our team shortly. He's, he was running the aviary in New York. Like uh, Jim Ryan, who is the national brand ambassador for Hendrix for eight years. So we have this amazing team put in place. We've, we hired Elaine Duff to help us out. She's another old friend. She was famously, she, she did the first uh, couple seasons, I think, of Bar Rescue and some other stuff. But she was the corporate mixologist for Diageo and then the international mixologist for AB InBev. Um, and she's on our team as well. And now here in Nashville, we're doing the same thing, reaching out to local friends and people we know and trust and bringing them into the fold. We'll be doing the same thing in Denver. We'll be doing the same thing in every city we go to. This network in the U.S. has become awesome, and it's really fun to tap into. Yeah, that's cool, because then it makes you feel like you're a local company. You're not just the big, you know, this, this, these people coming in, opening something up, bringing the New York City vibe or whatever vibe you want to this, this city. You're actually getting tapped into the city. You're utilizing the local resources who already know the people there. They kind of know, they know the city, they know the scene, and you're allowing them to come in and lead your classes. Is that right? 100%. I, I mean, we have a little bit of oversight as far as the general structure, but I'm, right. we, have, we kind of joke that, uh, that I, don't, I don't do scripts. Uh, we, do a lot of, we do a lot of jokes. <laughs> the humor is really important to us. Um, and it's part of our, our kind of whole culture. But that's really easy to bring people in and teach them the basics of how we want the instruction to go, mm -hmm. but let them do exactly that, give it their own local flair. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just an Applebee's. Yeah, because down here you guys have like the country and cocktails. I don't know, is that something you offer up in New York or is that we just do, a national We do thing? cocktails and comedy in New York. Okay. Which is, for me, New York is such a, an amazing comedy city. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong, you could certainly do 
cocktails and comedy in just about any city in the U.S. You could probably do cocktails and country. Country music has gotten a lot of mainstream acceptance these days. But, yeah, that's very much a Nashville thing, right? Like, uh, uh, we're doing uh, some, some spicy events we're going to do soon. We're doing a, a called the, the, the Spice Up Cool Down Challenge. We're getting some crazy hot, hot wings we're making and having people try those and then pair them with cocktails that are designed to cool you off, which is fun until you get to the third or fourth one that just doesn't work anymore. That's going to be down here in Nashville? Oh, yeah. That's October 10th. Na- Nashville Hot Chicken? No, uh, it's not going to be hot chicken. We're going to find some local chicken wings, but then we dress them with sauces that we bring in. Okay. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's a little homage to a to a YouTube show I really enjoy. What's the show? Hot ones. Hot ones. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to make the guests sign a waiver? Uh, we usually make <laughs> them sign a waiver because we think it's funny. I mean, it just it's just to kind of add to the gravitas of the whole thing. First time we did it in New York, the first wing was Cholula and people were like you made me sign a waiver this is Cholula are you joking and the last wing was a 2 million 2.2 million Scoville hot sauce uh, that by then people were some people were being a little incredulous and they regretted it <laughs> shortly after <laughs> uh, but yeah that's something else that's something else that's fun and it's kind of an example of what we can do as far as like I said local flavor it's something I'm into mm-hmm. and I'm passionate about I can take that knowledge and weave it into a class uh, if we have somebody in in new york who's making their own distillate uh their own kind of spice liqueur so he can teach classes with that knowledge base in, involved and and talk to people about that kind of thing about what it takes to actually make and distill a spirit uh, and we've got local people here who are uh who are part of our team who are very into uh clothing design and things like that so having some kind of interesting design elements going into some of the cocktails we're doing in the future uh, is kind of just part of the whole thing that's fun. Yeah. That's just kind of, like I said, it's a lot of local flair and stuff. At the end of the day, it's about making customers happy, mm-hmm. giving them something that they, they want, and they can find useful as well. It's not just an experience that you come in and do, and you're like, oh, this was fun, and then you go home. It's, it's, we want to give you something you can take with you, whether it's an idea for a new Manhattan or, or, um, yeah, or different. Some, if you want to learn a little bit about agave spirits and, and tequilas, you can come to any one of our classes where we're featuring those spirits and learn a little bit about them. And then between each drink, we give everybody a little break, and that gives people a chance to dive in a little deeper if they'd like. So you guys have the Liquor Lab, which is the class experience. You have the Dollar Cocktail Club. But then you're also creating a new, almost like a rewards membership-style program. Can you expand on that? Yeah, it's going to be our private members club that we're doing in the back, the studio, uh, which we really love because it's this great combination of art and music. Again, it's got that Nashville vibe to it. So the idea is that anyone who attends three Liquor Lab classes would get a free membership to our studio. And for that, for our first series, what we're going to do every month is bring in different bartenders, either from here in Nashville, but most likely we've been, bringing, we've been partnering with some great bartenders from around the country, again, tapping mm-hmm. that network, as well as some amazing local chefs. And what they'll do is prepare a little tasting menu, both of drinks and then a couple small bites. So it'll tell the story of that bartender and whatever they're doing, as well as something cool that the chefs are doing from their restaurants as well. Something we're really, really excited about. I think you guys have a great idea. Um, Best of luck when you go to open up in Denver in early 2020 and the additional cities you guys are going to be moving into. I think, like I said, you're you're onto something with the Liquor Lab idea. You're onto something with the Dollar Dollar Cocktail Club idea. The private members here in Nashville is is a really cool concept. interesting to see if you guys expand that to other cities as well but before you let some of the guests go from today's show can you just 
tell them where they can book a class and stay up to date on all the new developments coming around with Liquor Lab and Dollar Cocktail Club? Yeah, of course. I never thought you'd ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always bad about, about dropping this information. Uh, you, can find, you can book classes and find out about all the exciting stuff we're doing as well as the special events at liquorlab.com slash Nashville. If you just go to liquorlab.com, it'll prompt you for New York or Nashville. If you ever want to poke around and see what we're doing up in New York City or if you happen to be in Soho and want to stop in for the experience up there. Uh, for Dollar Cocktail Club, it's dollarcocktailclub.com. Uh, you can find us on our, all our social handles are at Liquor Lab or at Dollar Cocktail Club. Awesome. Great, Freddie. Like I said, I appreciate you being on the show today and sharing more about Liquor Lab. And also want to just mention as well the Halloween event on Halloween. They can go to liquorlab.com to book those tickets. Absolutely. It's on Halloween and actually on November 1st as well. Okay. Is it? So we're doing two days. Two days. Okay, perfect. As for Wicked Tasty, you can find us on Instagram at Wicked Tasty and online at www.eatwickedtasty.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating wherever you listen to the show. And please feel free to subscribe to the Wicked Tasty podcast as well. This is your host, Dan Burkhardt, giving you permission to stick a fork in it because we're done.